This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Pick up the pieces of your life Put them back together with the words you write All the beauty and peace and the magic that you'll start to find When you write your story You've got the words inside, don't you think it's time To let them out and write them down Uncover what it's all about And write your, write your story Write your, write your story Hi, and welcome back to the Write Your Story podcast. I'm your host, Ali Fallon. Last week on the podcast, we talked about resolving a story. And I taught you how to use a concept like resolution to write some fictional resolutions to your stories if your story hasn't actually resolved in real life. You know, I used to tell writers all the time to wait for their stories to resolve before they wrote them. And now I realize that that would be a little bit like saying to someone, wait until you get home before you drive home that oftentimes it's in writing toward the resolution that we uncover or unlock the resolution in our own lives. And this is just one of the many magical elements of storytelling that I have found in my years of doing it personally and helping other people do it. So I hope that you really enjoyed that episode. This week, I want to talk about the moral of the story. And the moral of a story is another area in storytelling, in the framework of storytelling, where you give yourself a lot of leverage to participate and collaborate in the way that you want your story to go. On the face of it, you know what a moral is. A moral is just the simple meaning that we make to a story, a simple meaning that's attached to a story that's beyond what the story may be actually about. So think of you know the famous children's story, The Boy Who Cried Wolf. There's a story about a boy and a wolf, but the story is really not about the boy and the wolf. The story is about the moral to the story. It's about the meaning to the story. It's about you know, not crying out for help when you don't actually need it because you never know when you'll need someone to actually believe you that you're in trouble. And so the morals to our personal stories are no different. The thing that is really important to understand about morals to stories is that our brains are meaning-making machines and they are always making up morals to stories. The reason that I say this is a lot of times people will say to me about a moral to a story that it seems sort of reductive to 
attach a meaning to your personal story. They'll say things like, well, we don't always understand the real meaning behind why things happen. I can't just make up a meaning or maybe there is no meaning to why this particular thing happened to me. And I do understand that to an extent. It's like if something really tragic happens in your life, it can be on one level really damaging or really limiting for you to come up with a why. Why did this happen to me? Why did this take place the way that it did? That may not be a very helpful question. But the thing that I try to get people to think about is that your brain is coming up with a meaning, whether you know it is or not. This is just how human beings operate. Our brains want to understand the why. They want to be able to file things away in neat and tidy little boxes. And so if you don't consciously do this with your story, your brain will unconsciously do it. It will unconsciously either make up a meaning or attach an old meaning to a new story. And that way it can file that story inside of that same box as the old meaning. And when it does this, that is incredibly limiting. So what I like to recommend that we do is just really think critically about how we're making meaning of our stories, of our life stories in particular. And maybe elevate the meaning a little bit. Maybe take the meaning beyond where we've been willing to take it in the past. One of the ways that we do this is simply by asking better questions surrounding the meaning. So for example, when I was writing the story about my divorce, the book called Indestructible, one of the things I noticed I was doing a lot in the very beginning was asking the question, why is this happening to me? Why did this happen to me? How could he do this to me? Those were unconscious questions. They were unconscious ways of searching for meaning that I was reaching out for because it was the only thing that I knew. And it was only through the process of storytelling and seeing my life through the lens of a story that I was able to to start asking much better questions. I was able to upgrade my questions so that I could get a much better meaning. Now in my life, almost never do I find myself asking the question, why is this happening to me? One of the meanings that I made out of that story in my life was that everything that happens to me in my life is an opportunity to learn. Yes, maybe I've been taken advantage of. Maybe I've been betrayed. Maybe I'm mistreated. Maybe someone you know, goes behind my back or whatever. But every single thing that happens to me is an opportunity to learn. And that's a meaning that I made out of that story back then that now is filed away in my unconscious and gets pulled up and attached to stories as they unfold in my life now. And you know what? Maybe there will be an even more upgraded meaning that I make sometime in the future through the process of writing my story. But I can tell you from experience that that was a major, major upgrade from why is this happening to me to everything that happens in my life happens so that I can learn. In order to help you determine what the meaning is that you're making out of your story and if we need to upgrade the meaning and what meaning you might like to upgrade to, I want to give you a prompt that I think you're going to find really helpful. The prompt is really simple. You're at the point now where you've told your story. You've gone through every element of the framework except for this very last one. So the pieces of the story are there. And now what I want you to do is say on the page, the reason I'm telling you this is because. Imagine you're sitting across the table from someone who you really care about. And imagine that you've just told them this story. I want you to look them in the eye and say to them, the reason I'm telling you this story is because. This prompt is going to, first and foremost, really help you get at what is the meaning that you've already made up about this story. The first thing that comes out may not be a really elevated meaning. (laughs) 
in the early days of telling the story of Indestructible, probably the thing that would have come out of my mouth would have been something like, the reason I'm telling you this is because I'm pissed. The reason I'm telling you this is because I don't want you to work with him. He's not trustworthy. He's not believable, whatever. I realized as I was writing the story that if the meaning I'm making up about the story is that, you know, other people are untrustworthy or men are all jerks or love is for the birds or whatever, then that meaning is controlling the whole story. That meaning not only is controlling that story, but is the unconscious meaning that's getting filed away that's going to control future stories. If that is the container that I've created within which I'm going to tell my stories, then it really limits the type of story that I have access to. It's like if the story is love is for the birds, if that's the moral, then imagine what's possible for me moving forward. This is one of the reasons why focusing on the moral that you have made up about your story is so important is because the morals that we make up of our stories really begin to dictate the way our life unfolds. And this is not something that's just sort of woo-woo or made up. This is actual neuroscience that when those pathways are carved in your brain, it is very hard to veer from them at all. So when the pathway is carved that men are jerks or people are out to get you or that love is for the birds, then everything that you experience in your life will come through that filter. And I think about this all the time, but if that was the meaning that I had landed on for my story, I never in a million years would have had my eyes open to a man like my now husband, Matt. He He's so kind He's the gentlest human you've ever met. He is very committed and so wonderful and a really, you know, a partner who just contributes and sees things as 50-50 and takes really great care of me and prioritizes our relationship. And that just would not have been on my radar if I assumed that, you know, all men are jerks or whatever. When I met him, I would have filtered him out. I would have just assumed like, oh, that's that that can't be real. So I'm so glad that I took a chance to upgrade the meaning that I was making of my story to carve a new neural pathway and to use that neural pathway as the filter that now I filter my life through. So again, one of the major shifts for me when I was writing Indestructible was realizing that if the moral of a story was about someone else, you know, other people are jerks, then the story is really about other people and the story is not about me. So one of the major shifts that I went through was realizing that the moral really needed to be about the hero of the story. The moral needed to be about empowering the hero, the woman in the story to know that she had choices, that she could decide what was fair for her, that she could decide how she wanted to be treated, that she could stand on her own two feet, she could make whatever decision felt right for her, You know that she could trust her intuition, that she could trust herself, that she could step out on her own. And that moral became so much more generative, not only for me inside of the story, but also for everyone who read the story. So two things I want you to do as it relates to your story. Number one, I want you to think about the moral that you've already made up about your story or that perhaps you didn't make up about this story, but that was made up about an old story in your life that's getting attached to this story. A moral like, you know, everybody always leaves me or you know, you can't trust anyone, something like that that's from an old experience in your life that's getting attached to this story. And then I want you to think about how you'd like to rewrite the moral to this story. And in both cases, you can use this same prompt. The reason I'm telling you this story is because. 
See what comes up when you write that down for the first time and just fill in the blank. See what pops into your brain and see if you can be really honest about that and let it be okay that the moral that you've written to this story may not be the most expansive moral that's available for you. That's fine. In fact, that's part of the power of writing down our stories is that we begin to see these unconscious messages, these unconscious ideas, the unconscious meanings that we've made up about our story, about ourselves, about our life that are present there. And then we get to make a very conscious decision about how we would like to evolve them, how we would like to upgrade them, and the new meaning or moral that we would like to choose to attach to this story. The meaning that you make of the story will be the way that you file this story away in your brain. You may actually forget the details of the story. You probably will. We forget a lot of details about our lives. You'll forget those details, but you will remember the meaning that you made up about this story. If the meaning is, I can trust myself, you may forget the details of the story, but you'll remember that you can trust yourself. That meaning will be laid onto future experiences over and over and over again. And it will become like a mantra in your brain. It will become a pathway that's carved in your brain that you you can't get off of, that you know that you can trust yourself. And if the moral of your story maybe isn't as expansive, the same will be true. That will get laid over every experience that you have in your life. It'll be the filter that you filter your life through. And you may forget the experiences that you had that made you create that meaning, but you will never forget that meaning that you made. So ask yourself, what meaning do I want to make of this story? The reason I'm telling you this is because. Now that we've made it all the way through the framework on next week's episode, I'm going to talk to you about how to take all these pieces to the framework and to put them together into one cohesive whole. I'm going to deliver on my promise that I'm going to help you Take a story from your life and turn it into a piece of writing that you can feel really excited and proud to share with someone else. And I also want to talk about what I mean by that when I say share, because that might kind of freak you out. That's okay. We'll talk about how to put it all together. We'll talk about how to share it, what I mean by sharing, all of that on next week's episode. I can't wait. Until then, I'd love to hear from you. What is the reason you're telling this story? Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. 
Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. 